Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast. This is episode 139, how to improve your postpartum nutrition in one easy lesson. Could you use more confidence as a parent? Welcome to the happy place where boobs and babies are in good hands. Breezy Babies is where we ease your transition into parenthood because it's a bumpy road. Am I right? I'm your host, Breezy IBCLC, and if you'd like to make life as a parent more breezy, you're in the right place. I'm here to deliver small bite-sized tips and tricks so you can crush your parenting and lactation goals. I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Let's go. Hey there, friends. How are you? So good to be back with you again today. I am so excited to talk to you about postpartum nutrition today. I have a special guest for you who has done a lot of work a lot of research in this area after going through her own tough journey with the postpartum period and trying to um, keep up adequate nutrition during that time. I can't wait to share her with you, but first I want to tell you something kind of funny. I recently started posting my Instagram reels over on YouTube because I'm making them anyway. Might as well post them over on YouTube, right? They're there. They're ready to go. And when I left town a couple weeks ago, I came back and found that one of my videos was almost at 2 million views. And since then it's actually gone over 2 million views. I think I last checked and it was 2.2 million views on this second, seven second video that, um, I would have never guessed for it to get that many views. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. This is exciting. And then I looked a little bit more closely at my audience who is on YouTube and it's mostly 55 to 65 year old males in the middle East. (laughs) Not exactly my demographic, I'd say my demographic is more like 25 to 35 year old women, (laughs) but still kind of fun nonetheless. And kind of gave me a little bit of a laugh. Also, this podcast episode today is not sponsored, but I just wanted to share with you my favorite pacifier that I recommend to my clients all the time. And I'm pretty careful with, you know, offering a variety of options to my clients that I meet with. Like, for example, if they need a Galactagog or like a supplement to boost supply, we'll talk about if Moringa is right for them or goat's rue, or, you know, just depending on what they need, what they're looking for, we have a variety of options and many different companies that make quality products. I found with pacifiers, however, there's one brand that really offers the biggest punch with pacifiers because their unique design makes it so that babies can't clamp down (laughs) on the nipple. Um, And they actually have to do work to keep it in their mouth. So I really love the Nini pacifier for that reason. So my babies that are having trouble with latching, having trouble with breastfeeding, maybe they need, um, some better tone, um, around their mouth and with the muscles in their face. I love the Nini pacifier. I do have an affiliate link. If you want to check out the Nini pacifier, it will get you 50% off at NiniCo.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can use my affiliate discount code breezy babies. 
for 10% off if you're interested in checking them out. It's the same binky that I use for Mila. And let me just tell you in the beginning, she could not keep it in her mouth very well at all. And honestly, none of my kids ever took a pacifier, but we practiced this with this one since I knew it had a good design and she still loves it and uses it even now at 15 months. So again, you can use Breezy Babies for 10% off at nineco.com and I'll put that link in the show notes if you would like to check out one of my favorite things. All right, are you ready to talk about postpartum nutrition? I just wanna start by telling you one thing and that is food is fuel. I remember that when I first learned that it was kind of like a light bulb moment for me years and years ago when I learned that like, Oh, like food is actually just like putting gasoline into the car. That's all it is. It's just fuel for our bodies. And turns out that fuel is so important, especially in the postpartum period. We often hear things about eating for two and what to eat and not eat while pregnant, but suddenly we give birth to a baby and doesn't it just seem like all the conversations surrounding nutrition and what to eat just disappear? I don't know. At least that's how I felt when it came to nourishing me. Sure. If I did a Google search, I found a list of like, Oh, don't eat this. If you're breastfeeding and don't eat that and don't eat that and don't eat this which by the way, that's a topic for another day when it, when it, when it came to actually nourishing me and my body in the postpartum period, I found there was no conversation around that. So I do have a guest for you today before we get to her. I wanted to share this cool study It's called nutritional status of postpartum mothers and associated risk factors. Um, and it talks about where they did this, um, this study, it actually was done in Ethiopia. So they kind of talk about the area, the district, the zone that it was done in, in the title. I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce all those words, but I will link this full study in the show notes. If you want to look at it yourself, this study is from April 24th, 2022. So pretty recent. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about this study in this study. They looked at the postpartum period and specifically they looked from childbirth to six weeks after giving birth. They talked about how that's kind of a special stage in a mother's life with big physical changes, social changes, most emotional changes. They talk about how, a mother's body restores organ function and other body symptoms to return other body systems to return to pre-pregnancy status, which is a big change. There's a lot of changes that are going on inside your body after giving birth. They specifically in this study wanted to look at diet because they found that a poor diet in the postpartum period can cause low immune function and make you more susceptible to disease, to getting sick, which is not something that we want. They talk about how good postpartum care and having a well-balanced diet is so important for postpartum mothers. Specifically, they talk about eating a variety of foods. Have you heard of this before? Um, eating a large variety of foods. This actually was shared not that long ago from my, um, from one of my colleagues who is here in Utah. She 
She teaches about clean ingredients. Her name is Cara Lynn, just ingredients. Maybe you heard of her. I remember seeing a reel that she did a bit ago about how she went to the grocery store and just grabbed like 10 completely random vegetables and then just like threw them into a blender and the importance of eating a variety of food. So in this study, they talk about how different essential nutrients are so important for the normal growth of our body and preventing disease. They also talked about um, having a low dietary diversity, so not eating a, a big range of different types of foods can lead to people being underweight or overweight. <laughs> so you can see there, malnutrition doesn't always go hand in hand with underweight and, and overweight. It can go either way. So they talk about in the study how the postpartum period increases your nutritional demands and marks a significant life transition that can impact your diet quality and uh, subsequently predisposes women to great risk of being overweight or undernutrition. They talk about how the poor nutritional status of mothers after childbirth is considered one of the greatest threats to global public health and a serious threat to the development of the specific countries that they were looking at in this study, which is Southeast Asia, South America, and Africa, and how they're really faced with widespread maternal nutrition. In these countries that they looked at in this study, they actually found that um, the rates of maternal malnutrition are as high as 35%. So in this study, they researched a group of mothers in Ethiopia specifically. They looked at their height and their weight. They asked a bunch of questions about the foods they ate. They asked about, they asked about their dietary diversity in a questionnaire. Um, and then the questionnaire, they asked about these 10 different food groups. Number one was grains, which includes white roots, tubers, and plantains. Number two, they asked about pulses, which is beans, peas, and lentils. Three, they asked about nuts and seeds. Four, dairy. Five, meat and fish. Six, eggs. Seven, dark green leafy vegetables. Eight, vitamin A rich fruits and vegetables. Nine, other uh, it just says others, 146 vegetables, <laughs> and then 10 was others fruits. So it looks like they kind of broke it down to vitamin A rich fruits and vegetables, and then just other vegetables and other fruits. So when they asked these mothers, um, they thought back on their diet over the last 24 hours in this, in this survey, and they asked about all the foods and drinks and everything that they had consumed in the past 24 hours. Okay, so are you ready to hear what they found in this study? This is the conclusions that they came to. They found that postpartum mothers who ate a highly diversified diet were less likely to be overweight. On the other hand, they found postpartum mothers who consumed a highly diversified diet compared to a low diversified diet were 82% less likely to be underweight than normal. They go on to say that postpartum mothers who exclusively breastfed compared to those who did not exclusively breastfeed were 71% less likely to be overweight. Um, they said that this finding also shows that postpartum mothers who had a practice of feeding breast milk less than eight times per day compared to those who breastfed greater than eight times 
per day were 4.9 times more likely to be overweight. So they go on to say that malnutrition is influenced by two factors. Number one, food insecurity, which happens here in the United States as well. But also number two, malnutrition can be lack of variety in one's diet. So eating a variety of foods, again, is so important for normal growth and disease prevention. I love this part. And actually, this is my favorite line from the study. It said a mother's diet is thought to be a primary determinant of her health in the postpartum period. So literally what you eat your diet in the postpartum period is a huge factor in your health and preventing disease. They go on to say that, um, in this current study, it was demonstrated that 47% of postpartum mothers consumed a poorly diversified diet. The frequency of breastfeeding made a difference among postpartum mothers. The prevalence of overweight was lower among exclusively breastfeeding mothers. This implies that the weight of postpartum mothers is directly influenced by breastfeeding practices, healthy food intake, and physical activity. Underweight is also associated with poor lactation performance and poor infant growth. So good, right? I really love that study and how it kind of got our wheels turning about nutrition in the postpartum period. Again, I'll link that in the show notes if you want to take a full look at the study. But now I want to transition a little bit and introduce you to today's podcast guest. Her name is Lorena. She's going to share a bit about her own personal postpartum nutrition story and how she came to be an owner of her company called Majka. I've actually known Lorena Garcia for years, even pre COVID. I know sometimes that doesn't like sometimes pre COVID just feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? So yes, I knew her years before COVID. In fact, we've done collaborative reels together, Instagram lives together, and I've personally sampled and tried just about every product that they have at Majka. So I know you're going to love Lorena and I'm going to turn the time over to her right now. Hi everyone. My name is Lorena Garcia. I am one of the co-founders and CEO of Majka. In Moscow, we're focused on helping breastfeeding moms feel their best and supporting their milk supply. We don't think about breastfeeding success as like having hundreds of little bags of milk in your freezer. We think about breastfeeding success as meeting your breastfeeding goals and making sure you feel your best. As a new mom, I had a really tough time with my first son. I just thought I didn't have a lot of preparation, I would say. Like I was just so focused on things that really like when you think about it don't necessarily matter that much like the nursery like what was I like big little clothes and everything like that but I had no idea I really truly needed to be prepared for the postpartum period right I didn't have a lot of friends with babies and it was just I don't know I thought a little baby was going to be just like a koala right like they would just hang out with me just hang out with me and then it was just going to be like all about sleeping and eating that's what everybody told me right newborns just sleep and eat but from the moment I had my son, it was pretty evident that it wasn't going to be as easy, right? Like, I remember the nurse putting my baby on my chest and just, like, not being able to get the baby to latch. Um, I didn't know because of thyroid issues that I had since I was a teenager. My milk supply was going to take um, a little bit of time to establish and come. So I was having a lot of, like, 
insecurities about feeding my baby. I did not have the right information or the right tools to understand, okay, like how can I maybe incorporate formula? Like, do I need a lactation consultant? How do I establish my supply? I overall felt just so much guilt around not being able to feed my baby while at the same time not feeling well. Ultimately, just to kind of like summarize my journey, like I ended up um, understanding that I needed help with my supply. I worked with a lactation consultant, but at the same time, I was able to work on my supply and be able to um, fully breastfeed my baby. But at the same time, I was feeling just overall physically bad, right? And I was trying to be that super mom that everybody wants to be and do everything. And uh, one day, my dad found me in my closet and he said, I was crying. I had already gone back to work. And my dad just asked me and he's like, Lorena, do you love your baby? And I was offended by the question, but of course I love my baby. And he said, well, the only thing your baby needs is a happy and healthy mom. And that for me was just kind of like a breaking point. Like I, I started doing things differently. I started prioritizing myself without feeling guilt. And that's when I truly understood that when it comes to postpartum and breastfeeding, um, specifically about breastfeeding, like there's just so much emphasis in like, what are you going to eat when you're pregnant, right? The nutritional needs of baby, the nutritional needs of mom, but there's not a lot of conversation around postpartum. Like I remember after I had my baby, like I asked my OB being the type A that I am, I was like, well, what's the plan now? Like, what do I need to eat? Like, what do I need to do? And she was like, just go home and enjoy your baby and I'll see you in six weeks. And I feel like that is just not the right advice. Like, I feel like we're not bringing into the conversation how important so many things are in the postpartum period, but just for today, like nutrition, right? We're so focused on it, like I said, on pregnancy, but what about postpartum? So today I'm going to talk to you about like the importance of nutrition in postpartum and breastfeeding and just giving you like three tips or three takeaways that you can take with you. Because I also feel like as moms, and then I'm getting to the tips, I promise, but as moms, everything that happens to us, like, oh, I'm exhausted as a new mom, or like, I'm losing a lot of my hair, everything is dismissed as normal, but not because something is common, it's normal. I feel like we have the power to control how we feel. If we have the right community, if we have the right information and the right tools, we can be in control of our postpartum journey and we can be in control of how we feel because the better we are, the better we can show up for the people that we love most. So specifically when it comes to nutrition needs postpartum, you have to remember that you're eating for three very important things. I would even say four, but three. Uh, so replenishing, when your baby's in your belly, your baby's taking all of your nutrient stores, right? Like they're taking your iron, your zinc, your B12, essential fatty acids. So in postpartum, you're eating to replenish those nutrients. You're also eating to recover. No matter what kind of delivery, you as a mom needs major healing and recovery to account for the blood loss and wound healing that requires um, after having a baby. And you need all of those nutrients, right? So, and also you're eating to nourish. And especially if you're breastfeeding, breast milk will get first dibs on many nutrients like calcium, for example, often leaving you, the mom, depleted. So nutrition keeps mom and baby adequately nourished. So in postpartum, like remember, it's not just about eating to feel full, but you're actually eating to replenish, recover, and nourish. 
And as a breastfeeding mom, there's not a lot of conversation around this topic, but also what you actually eat can impact the quality of your breast milk. So your diet will not affect the concentrations in breast milk of calories and macronutrients like protein and micronutrients like folate and like trace minerals. So regardless of what you eat, your milk will have those. However, your maternal diet does impact the concentration of some very important nutrients like B vitamins like B1, B2, B3, B6, B12, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin K, choline that is super important, fatty acids like omega-3s like DHA, selenium, iodine, all of those concentrations in your breast milk are impacted by your diet. And I think this is such an empowering concept for moms to know that, yes, you're eating for you to feel good and to recover, but you're also eating to make sure that your breast milk is the best that you can for baby, right? I one time read a quote that really stuck with me that it said that it was it was biologically impossible for a mom that doesn't either have that nutrient store or is not consuming it to be able to pass it on to her baby, right? And once I heard that, it just made total sense to me. And I'm not telling you this just to kind of like scare you or anything like that. Like breast milk is incredible. It is liquid gold. It has some incredible immunological benefits. But you as a mom through your nutrition have the power to make sure that it has everything and more that your baby needs. So now on to the second um, takeaway that we're going to be talking about today, and it's about what are some of like the highlight or important nutrients that you should be paying attention to during this postpartum um, breastfeeding period, right? So DHA is one of the most important ones, super important for mom and baby, for baby brain and eye development, for mom, very important for mental health. Um, even for depression, um, it's anti-inflammatory. And remember, your the amount that you're consuming through your diet determines the amount of DHA that's available for your baby in your breast milk. So DHA, one of our highlight nutrients, some of the best sources, salmon, if you like salmon, it's a really good source of uh, DHA. Um, I would say between two to three servings of fatty fish or salmon per week or you can supplement with DHA and EPA. Those are so easy to find if you're vegan. Um, now there's like plant-based sources as well. So just make sure that you're incorporating it through either your diet or through supplementation. Vitamin D is another very important one. Vitamin D for mom and baby. Uh, vitamin D very important for mom's mental health as well, for depression, bone health, immune system, same as for the baby. and. You've probably seen it when you go to your pediatrician and you're breastfeeding your baby. They're telling you to either put some drops on of the vitamin D on your breast milk or to actually use supplements. So super important as well. Um, some of the best sources of vitamin D are salmon. Again, so salmon is really a, a, what you would consider, I would say, a superfood for postpartum and breastfeeding. Um, you can also find it on fortified products like dairy, um, egg yolks. And mom, um, I would say the recommendation is for mom to take at least 6,000 IUs a day if exclusively breastfeeding or giving baby 400 IUs per day. So I personally think it's much better if you actually just do it through um, your diet, but you can totally supplement baby as well. 
And then some of the other important nutrients are iron, calcium, uh, very important as well, um, vitamin D, like we spoke about, and then choline. Choline is very important as well. You can get it from eggs, from beef, and um, choline is one of those nutrients that we spoke about that in breast milk gets transferred to baby, and it's very important for brain development. So those are some of like the highlight nutrients that are really important for you and for baby as well. And then as a third takeaway, I just wanted to share some general guiding principles for your nutrition postpartum and breastfeeding. And those would be to eat enough protein. A lot of us are not necessarily eating enough protein and fiber as it is, but when you're breastfeeding, really, really important. Also protein and fiber are really good for feeling satiated. So you know when you're breastfeeding, you're so hungry. So they're really, really good for that. If you want to incorporate them into all of your meals, I think that would be perfect. I would aim for around 30 grams of protein uh, per meal. And then also, like, don't think about, I feel like all of us, after we have a baby, majority of us, like, want to go back to our weight or anything like that. And sometimes we think about cutting things off from our diet. But I would say, instead of thinking of, like, what you can cut off, think about what you can include and think about nutrient density, what is actually nourishing you. So not necessarily thinking about all the things that you need to take away, but taking the approach of actually eating a nutrient-dense and as much as you can whole food diet, I think that's amazing for postpartum. Instead of thinking of all the calorie restrictions or things that you can actually need or want to take away, um, I would focus on just how nutrient-dense the food that you're eating is. So prioritize um, your quality over quantity and then make sure that you're incorporating like some complex carbs, protein, and healthy fats. Your complex carbs, like your sweet potato, for example, will be good to stabilize your blood sugar. It'll be good to, to fuel your microbiome and help with constipation. Your protein, like I was saying um, a little bit ago, super important for wound healing, healthy weight, making sure that you feel satiated. And then your healthy fats, very good for balancing hormones, uh, helping with that membrane that we all have, and then regulating your hunger. So that's a little bit of information on postpartum nutrition. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys found it useful. And if you have any questions, just find us at Love Mashka on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you again to my friend Lorena for coming on and talking about nutrition in the postpartum period. My take home message from everything that she said was increase your protein, increase your fiber. Also focus on nutrient dense food. I talk about this all the time with my clients. Whole foods are so important. Vegetables, fruits, real food from the earth not processed. If you want to say hello to Lorena, get to know her and our company a little bit better, you can go to at lovemajka on Instagram. And like I said, I've tried many of their products and um, love the quality of those. So thanks again to her for being our podcast guest. Come back next week for some more fun. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, you're a good friend to all. Bye.
If you would like more help, check us out at breezybabies.com. It's the happy place for boobs and babies where you can take an online workshop on topics from breastfeeding to baby gas, learn baby massage, get a pumping plan before returning to work, and even get one-on-one lactation help from our IBCLCs. We meet with families both in home and also all over the world via secure video. And guess what? These lactation consultations might even be covered by your insurance. Click the link in the show notes or visit breezybabies.com to see if you qualify. Also connect with us at Breezy Babies on Instagram and YouTube. And last, if you love what we do, please leave us a review on Google or Apple Podcasts. Bye.